You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, my friends. It's Andy. Welcome back to the show. This is Your Woo Woo Best Friend. I am joined today by a very special guest. My guest today is Shayun Mendez. Shayun is a water diviner and healer. Shayun is authorized and initiated to speak on behalf of the ancestors. And if you're hearing that and you're wondering, okay, what does this mean? What is water divination? How does one become authorized and initiated to speak on behalf of the ancestors? These were questions I had also. And Shayun was so gracious to offer me an opportunity to experience this incredible work. You guys know I'm always so real with you here on this show, and I often talk about things here on this podcast that some of my dearest and closest friends don't hear until I've actually talked it out here on the show. It's quite an interesting thing to have this space to do a little bit of reflection or a lot bit of reflection and exploration of self in preparation for these types of conversations. So Shayun and I got together. We had a water divination experience. He offered that to me. And one of his questions going into the session was what sort of outcome I was interested in. What are the things that are really important in my life right now? And there were two big focuses for me. One is around Ben and I starting a family. And so we talked about that and went very deep into ideas around what that looks like and how we can make that idea come to life in the best possible way for us. And secondly, I wanted to talk about some things coming up in my business. And I could I could spend an entire episode, honestly, talking to you guys about either of those two things. The approaches we're taking to having a family and where we've been thus far, the experiences we've had thus far, and some of the things that I'm working on in my business, some of which will look really not necessarily different in the future, but there's some additions that I'm getting to kind of go back to my roots in some capacity. So any guesses on what that might be? I'm going to record an episode soon to talk more about the building a family piece. And this episode, I want to be really focused on Shayun and the work that he does. I think sometimes we can wonder, is this the type of modality these things that we talk about on this show that could help me with things that personal like building a family or things that expansive like growing my business. And I am here to tell you, yes, 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 this modality in particular, this work with Shayun, this water divination practice was incredibly powerful for me. And we're going to get into it in just a moment. Shayun was so kind to have a conversation with me while he is in preparation for a retreat that he is hosting in Peru. As we got together, he's very off grid right now. So I was glad that the Wi Fi was even 
willing to cooperate with us so we could have this conversation. So let me tell you a little bit more about Shayun, and then we're going to get right into it. After extensive training with renowned shaman teachers around the world, Shayun holds space and facilitates trainings, retreats, and transformation with authority and compassion. Shayun's work is dedicated to sharing indigenous medicines and rituals from around the world, particularly of African and indigenous countries, highlighting his gift of water divination. Shayun is dedicated to bringing forth the messages from the water, a tool which the ancestors want to make themselves and their messages heard around the world. Shayun's focus is in helping people come into their medicine by teaching and holding ritual space for them to enter into their purpose. Through his workshops, writings, and retreats, people will be taught and immersed into indigenous wisdom and perspective. Welcome, my new friend, who is so beautiful, so powerful, Shayun Mendez. Hello, Shayun. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here from Peru. Thank you for having me, Andy. It's a pleasure. pleasure such to be a pleasure. On, on board with you. Oh, such a pleasure for me as well. And this is the second time we've been able to spend together. And we're going to talk a little bit about that first time we we spent together. But first, I want to. I want to. Yeah, I want to get grounded first in you and your work, and share with our our listeners how you were guided into this calling of this work that you do as a water diviner and, uh, and, and a healer. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I've actually been into spirituality for since I was little. You know, since I was born, um, I've, I've said things that would just come to pass. I've had dreams and visions that will always happen and just, you know, things like that. Um, that my family always knew that there was some kind of um, some kind of specialty in my nature that would um, altogether bring me towards you know this line of work. Or they didn't know exactly how it would work, but they knew that I was different. I wasn't like my brothers and sisters in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, I was a good thing. So what I found throughout my life is that spirit has always been present. You know, there's always been this. There's always been kind of like this um, guiding force, this guiding hand that's always led me to things and to people just kind of effortlessly in a way, even when I feel like, oh, well, that didn't work out like I thought it would, <laughs> um, it still worked out. Like I thought it um, even beyond my wildest expectation. So back in about, I believe, 2018, I read of Water and Spirit. Um, before then, I what I didn't really know. Too, I didn't do too much work as far as shamanism was concerned. Um, I did a lot of you know psychic trainings and um, you know meditations. I taught children meditation and things like that. Um, but so around 2018, I read of Water and Spirit by Maladoma Patrice Somme, and um, the book just really blew my mind. Um, a lot of the things that he said in the book that he wrote about his experiences, I've always had an in deep intuition about that these were things that African peoples, indigenous peoples across the world that they knew how to do, but that because of colonization and a lot of other things, they just they didn't share. Um, so while reading the book, I immediately knew that I was going to take classes with him. And so I signed up for a couple of his classes. 
And um, that began the higher level path, I would say, of shamanic initiation, of, um, of studying, of traveling and learning with different shamans. Now, um, so now back in 20, in 2019, actually, I went to Burkina um, with Elder Maladoma. And there, that's when I learned about divination. Um, mm. You know, with Indagara, who, so Maladoma is Somme, he was a Dagara elder from Burkina. So in Dagara tradition and cosmology, they usually say that the shamans are those who um, are taught divination or are usually, are those who have like a very strong connection and core to it. They're not usually taught by someone in this world. They're taught by the spirit um, or spiritual forces on the other side. So while I was in Burkina, um, I entered my hotel room on like an evening when we finished working with a, with a local shaman and elder and the contemple who are um, these creatures in a lot of mythologies across the world. I mean, everybody, all of the mythologies talk about them, all of the cosmologies um, from Native Americans, French, um, South African shamans, um, the shamans here in Peru, they all have some form of uh, mythos or story um, relating to them. So these, they're about small, small people, small little people, uh, but very mystical, very powerful, and very wise. And they've been teaching humanity for a very long time. So I went to my hotel room. There they were. Um, imagine my surprise. I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> it was a little unbelievable at first because you know your reality is shaped in cert- such a certain way that when you meet um, outside forces like that, or when you meet the mystical that comes literally into the physical, um, in yeah. a way where your mind can't make up a story to try to explain it away. Because the mind is good at that. That's what the mind does. Mind always try to make up a story to try to maintain its dominance over the experience and over you. So my mind was like, wait, this can't be true. I'm like, well, yeah, it's true because I'm seeing it right here in front of my eyes. And um, you're like, and so this, you're like totally sober, not on any drugs, not drinking, like not, for clarity. This is just a, <laughs> no, not nothing. on the plan. This is just, okay. this is just the frequency. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of these places, they have a certain level, they have a frequency in which you can tap into. Yeah, um, cool. And when spirit realizes that, oh, he's able to, he's able to tap in to this level of frequency, they match you and the the miracles and the mystical unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, so came into my hotel room and they just told me to sit down and they started teaching me and they started telling me, how to water divine and i was blown away went outside i got it all everything they told me to do i did everything they told me to do and since then that's what i've been doing i've been water divine and at first you know of course it wasn't something that i wanted to honestly even share um as far as you know because it's 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 a little crazy (laughs) (laughs) you know from my perspective at that time um but it's very, it's very deep, you know. Um, it helps people to remove a lot of the layers, um, and it's very accurate. So that's how it, that's how I learned water divination. Yeah, 
Wow. Wow. So when you first decided, okay, I've, I've now received this teaching and I'm clearly mm-hmm. called to bring this forward. When you first started having that conversation with folks, you've been doing other work that's in the spiritual realm, but not, not this work. Mm-hmm. And now you've had this experience. Yeah. What did, how did you bring it forward? What did you, what did you say to, what did you say? How did you start to share? Well, so my, my background, um, I'm also a trained psychic, so I know how to do crystal healings and crystal work and things like that as well. Um, Reiki, Reiki 2 certified, all of that, all those good mm-hmm. things. So it's, it's new, but it's not new, like in a way of, because everything is when you understand energy and when you understand spirit, it's just another form. So I wasn't resistant because uh, I think I was holding on to the ego and my perceptions and my judgments of it and of myself of, well, how is this going to be received? Um, how is how would the world welcome this? And, um, you know, the ancestors and the spirit, they really gave me a good kick. And it was like, um, that's not your problem to worry about. <laughs> you know, um, they mm-hmm. did. I mean, I was really in resistance for a while. And I had to walk through all of those blocks and all of those judgments and those perceptions of how I perceive the medicine, how I perceive myself, and realizing that it's not mine to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You know, such a good reminder for all part of us. Of our resi- yeah, absolutely. Part of our resistance is what we've been conditioned to. Mm-hmm. But being that it was given to me by otherworldly forces and beings, I have a responsibility to the world. To help the world to heal, to help people to heal, to find their purpose, their medicine, what it is that they were brought here to do. So that's part of what it was given to me. And I remember I was at one point I was just so conflicted about, you know, really diving deep into the work. And I was speaking to Elder Maladoma and he gave me a divination and he told me something that really humbled me, that at the same time blew me away. He said, Who are you? to hide this medicine. So he said, who, it's not yours to hide. He said, it was given mm-hmm. to you for a reason. He said, it's, it's like you have gold and you're hoarding it all. And you're mm-hmm. hoarding it from humanity. You're hoarding it from people. Um, but he said, you really have to answer that, that this is a gift that was given for you to share in order to help people to heal. So he said, who are you to deprive people of that? And it was a very sobering moment because it really allowed me and helped me to alleviate and remove the, remove the ego and my resistance out of the picture um, and to honor the medicine, to honor the people that, um, where it came from. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, so, I mean, it's such a good reminder for all of us that mm-hmm. we have, we have gifts, we have, we have something divine within us and it's not up to us what others think of that it's on us just to bring that forward and share that's beautiful absolutely absolutely it was a really great reminder um because we get caught up in ourselves and a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and when you're when you're doing medicine work when you're doing true healing work that is meant to heal people that is meant to help people to find out more about who they are, their purpose, um, the path that they're supposed to walk. You can't, you can't worry about any of those little things. Um, you are, you are a channel, you are a conduit, um, and you have to be, you have a responsibility 
to others and to humanity. Yeah, oh, so important. So you've had extensive training with renowned shaman teachers all around the world. You're in Peru right now. You've traveled extensively for the work that you do. Tell me a little bit more about some of the training and some of the experiences you've had that you've infused into this next level of the work that you do today. Yes. Yeah, so, um, man, where do I even begin with that question? <laughs> <laughs> so, but a, a little bit to, to dive in. Um, some of my training includes um, just ayahuasca. So I train with a shaman down here um, in Peru, um, Don Luis with the Capitari Center. And that's where we're, we're doing a retreat on the 3rd. Um, so some of my training includes just um, learning about ayahuasca, um, participating in different ayahuasca ceremonies and rituals, um, and holding and facilitating space for others um, and for participants in the programs and the retreats that I'm doing. Um, you know, I trained heavily with Maladoma, um, Patrice Somme. We did a, the IASC program. Um, a couple of other programs. I'm also, you know, training with um, shamans in Africa right now, in Burkina right now um, as well. So a lot of my trainings involve um, holding space for others and learning about, learning about the other side and learning about healing um, and ritual because the language of the universe is ritual. So for someone who wants to help others um, to work to heal, you have to be able to understand how it all works, um, how to first hold a sacred space, you know, um, how to hold a solidified container, um, how to help people to see what their trauma is and how to help them to move uh, beyond that. Um, so a lot of my training involves, you know, some of some of those things. Now, merging it into what I'm doing now as far as like with water divination, um, that's still currently unfolding. Um, and my work with retreat is to help people really to understand these different medicines across indigenous, you know, across indigenous cultures. Um, like the medicines in um, Ayahuasca or San Pedro or um, I forgot the other ones, that are, the particular one I'm thinking about now. But those medicines are, are a guide to help people to go with it. I am nothing more than a guide. Mm. Um, that's all I am. Um, I have the expertise in the knowing of like if something were to happen, what to do in order to help that person. But I am really more so just a guide to help people to see who they are, discover their purpose um, and themselves. If someone is ayahuasca curious or San Pedro curious and they, they've heard about it, they, they've maybe, you know, had a friend or two tell them about an experience, mm -hmm. what would you as someone who has this expertise as a guide and has worked with plant medicine extensively, what would you share with them? and supporting them and making a decision on if it's right for them? I would say first and foremost, do your research. Do your research um, and be very selective with who you work with um, because it's not, it's not a game. It's not something that you just go do because you think it's cool. Um, yeah. This is very serious business and it's, it's about healing. 
feeling like deeply. Um, I mean, there's a reason why you find a lot of people with, um, whether it's some kind of trauma or, um, 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 or what is it called? I can't think of, I can't think of it right now. Um, alcohol abuse and, you know, drug abuse and different things like that. When they do it, they often come out healed, um, Mm -hmm. majority of the time. Because there's a, there's a deep link between the spirit um, and the physical body and the self. So it's really, uh, my recommendation is always first to do your research, be selective in the organization of the shaman that you choose to work with. Because one thing I've learned in doing this work is that not every shaman has, um, has your best interests at heart. You know, it's unfortunate, but it's true. So you have to be very careful because you're working with people that have access to your energies and to yourself. And when you're in a vulnerable state um, of, you know, when your heart is open, when you're healing, um, some people, they necessarily just don't have some of the best intentions. So be very selective and be open-minded. Be clear in your intention. Your intention is very important. I always say the intention is the energy, is the engine of the, that drives the universe. You know, uh, without the intention, the, the engine, the car doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So be very clear and selective in your intention. Um, and what else can I say? Surrender. Surrender is a big part of ayahuasca because it's a consciousness. You know, a lot of the things that we've learned uh, that we've forgotten as humanity is that everything around us is alive. It's literally the same thing quantum physics are saying that you have teachers and spiritualists have been saying for eons, literally thousands of years, that everything has a breath, it has a frequency, it has a vibration. So like that, ayahuasca itself, it has a consciousness, it has a vibration. And when you surrender and release control of trying to be in, trying to be the one steering the wheel, ayahuasca takes, the mother ayahuasca takes over, merges with the, with the psyche and the spirit um, to help you to see what you need to see in order to heal, in order to let go. Mm. So when someone... Ha- someone decides they're going to, they've done their research, they perhaps come on a retreat like the one that you're offering. What does, mm-hmm. what does the process of the ceremony involve? You said, what does, I didn't hear you. Can you repeat that for me? Yeah. What's the process of the ayahuasca ceremony? Okay. Um, so once you're like at the retreat center, um, the process is typically, um, you get a consultation with the shaman. Um, and within that consultation, the shaman will basically decide, okay, what are the, um, maybe what are some of the other plant medicines that you might need besides ayahuasca in order to purify the body? Um, and even before you decide to come on the retreat, you have to start doing a diet because the diet is very important. The ayahuasca diet includes like no salts, no sugars, no like fatty meats and things like that. Um, in order to purify the body so the body can be received, so the medicine can be received well by the body. So 
then once you get there, you do the consultation with the shaman. The shaman goes through um, maybe some of the things that he or she sees um, that you need um, that you might not have even thought about. Gives you time to ponder about that, um, and then you begin to you begin some rituals of some cleansing rituals, such as like a fruit bath or a mud bath, because all of these things are designed to bring in a certain frequency into the body, um, and those frequencies elevate your 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 vibrational level, um, and allows the ayahuasca, the the plant medicine, and also a connection between not just the plant medicine but your ancestors, your guides, and things like that to come in to be able to help and to assist and to heal you. Um, mm-hmm. Now, during that whole the whole time, I always say it's very essential to be self-reflective. Um, journal. Everything that comes to your mind, um, write it down. Um, your thoughts. Be mindful of where you are. Um, a lot of thoughts because well often what happens during the process is you get a lot you start getting a lot of like information you start getting a lot of knowing a lot of downloads a lot of intuition about things or things will start coming up that you haven't thought about before like since childhood and these are signs of um things that are clearing up or maybe things that you need to add to your intention and focus on mm. um so during that time um and then you you go into the, the ayahuasca brew. Um, so it's a, usually like a small size of the brew, a small size of the cup. Um, the, sometimes, depending on the shaman, the brew is already prepared, and sometimes they help. They have the participants um, prepare the brew um, to infuse and bring all of their energies into it as well. So it just depends. Um, and then usually the night of the ceremony is done at night. Um, and dark because that's usually when the spirit world is awakened um, because their their time and our time is kind of opposite. Um, and the melanin is also awakened and heavily activated. So the medicine just works better. Most rituals are usually always done at night. Um, and then through that, I mean, after that, it's, it's up to the person, uh, up to ayahuasca to... Um, take you on a journey of whatever uh, needs to be done. But it always starts with having an open heart. What was your first... I hope that that answers your question. Yeah, it does. It it. does. Mm -hmm. What was... And that's so helpful for someone who's thinking, okay, maybe this is for me and Mm -hmm. wants to hear directly from someone who has the knowledge and the expertise of and has served as a guide many times of what this is like. So it's so much better than hearing it from a friend who's like, yeah. oh, this is what it was like for me. It's so good to hear it from you. What was your first ayahuasca experience like? Oh, oh, oof, man. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. My first experience was just life-altering, life-changing. Um, honestly, I, I wrote a couple of blog posts about it. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about it because, you know, it took me almost a year, um, to really accept it Mm. because I was shown things that was the truth of the world, the truth of reality, um, the things that we would think as, as conspiracies that would just be completely unreal. That would just be 
Like, no, nah, he's lying. He's high on something. That's not impo- that's not possible. It was, but it was exactly what I needed to see. Um, I was shown a past life that was very much related to this life. Why I chose this life, um, and why I'm walk part partly while I was while I'm walking this journey. Um, and let's learn the truth of the world, learning our true history, um, learning about the forces behind the world that controls the world and the shadows and how a lot of manipulation um, is used, is always being done um, to humanity that we just don't realize because it's, it's an energetic world. It's energy first. Um, so when we're usually up in arms and in our emotions and we're giving our energy away, um, there are other spiritual influences that come in are able to come in um, to be able to rob us of our energy without us being completely aware of it. Um, so I really had to, for me, they had to show me um, the source, the history, um, why I'm on the journey, why I'm on the path um, and what it means for the future. So I'll leave it at that. If you want to read or learn more about it, you can go to my website, shalemendis.com, and I have some um, blog posts about that. But it was very, it was very transformational for me. We'll put those blog posts in the show notes as well, so folks can go take a look at those blog posts and go in a mm-hmm. little bit deeper. Thanks, thanks for sharing. So let's talk about water divination next. Mm-hmm. You so kindly offered me an opportunity to have a water divination experience with you. Can you talk first about the process of a water divination, what that experience is like? Mm. Um, so I'll start with kind of like the process for me and the, also like the first the process for the client or the guest that's having the water divination done. So for me, the process is... It's something something that is deeply, um, I guess I'll use the word, I can't even use the word engaging. Um, It's really a conversation. It's a conversation between the otherworldly forces, ancestors, all of these guys and energetic forces and because um, we have so much help that we have no clue about. If we really knew, like, the help that we have as human beings, each person, we would never feel lonely. And sometimes we just, we often, we forget a lot. So it's a conversation between the other world with the water spirit, with Grandmother Water and all those water spirits. Um, so bring about a positive change of healing. Um, into the person's life. Because for me, I always tell people, water divination is not for everybody because there are some people, there's some clients that there's a level of truth that happens sometimes and some people just are not ready for that. And that's okay. That's just where they are. Um, So I'm very mindful of that even sometimes when the ancestors are telling me, tell them this. I'm like, no, I can't tell them that. <laughs> They're not ready for that. <laughs> That's going to do more harm than good. 
Um, <laughs> so sometimes it's, it's just, you know, also learning through my experience and having a certain level of discernment and clarity um, what people need. Because your first, my first intention as a diviner is to do no harm. Yeah. I'm, I'm geared to help them to heal and to see clearly from where they are. Regardless of whatever I see that I might not say anything about, it's not my job to do anything that um, that for, that you know that further um, drops them into some kind of energy that they just can't handle or deal with. You know, my my yeah. my job is to be to be a light for them. So. Mm-hmm. It's always a, it's a conversation. It's a conversation between spirit because oftentimes it's not really me speaking. Um, because what happened? What will happen is afterwards. A lot of times I can't even remember what I what I said. To be honest with you, I'm like, oh, I said that. Okay. Um, because it's it's really the otherworldly forces coming through me um, and speaking and giving the person exactly what they need. Um, the process for the client, from what I've seen, is that it always gives them it gives them what they need. Um, the process is always what I always tell people to set a clear intention. Set a clear intention. Um, write down questions. Even if you feel like, oh, this question is not... Um, important or whatever, write it down. And it's also the framing of the questions sometimes also allows me to be able to see it clearly with their energetic field um, and into whatever potentiality that I'm seeing. Um, So, I mean, I guess I would ask you, what was the process like for you to be able to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I'm probably a good person to answer that question, right? I had I had the experience. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So in my experience, I brought forward a couple of different focus areas, and I would say, I suppose, goals for my life. One of which mm-hmm. is Ben and I are working on getting pregnant, and so I shared that with you. And then we talked first about as you as you were in conversation with with ancestor and spirit, there were several rituals that you shared with, with me for both Ben and I, which that was so beautiful. You, you said a a few minutes ago, the language of the universe is ritual. And for me, I am such a ritual person. It's so Mm. important in my practice. And so that was the first thing that came forward was to, there was a a ritual for Ben that was a, a cleansing milk bath. And there was there was another ritual for me, but that was actually related more t- to my business. But there was there was a there was um, there was this vision brought forward of me on a table resting, and then you asked me about acupuncture if I was experiencing or try- if I had if I'd had acupuncture, which I'm doing several times a month. And so it was really affirming yeah. for me that in this process of us trying to bring a baby into the world that the wellness practices that I'm already engaged in, like acupuncture, that I'm on the right path. And for Ben, there was this conversation about a contract that he needed cleansing from. And so mm-hmm. he needed to, to to basically do this ritual. And that for me was, that was 
it was it was just great guidance and direction of some mm-hmm. things that we could each do to create a, a sacred space for this potential baby to come through. So that was the yeah. first part. And then we also talked about oh there was in in the in the conversation several times it came forward you you said I keep seeing this road trip and you guys are traveling and you're you're going somewhere. And then you said, oh, here it is. It's you need to be spending more times with in the mountains. Mountain spirit is really important yes, I to you, that. in your world right now. Yeah. And we just bought a cabin in the mountains. And I was like, oh, shit, we just bought a cabin in the mountains. This is incredible. So and I have never been a person who's been really drawn to the mountains and the forest. I enjoy it when I'm there. But in January, I had this like very deep calling to go spend more time in the forest and in the mountains. And so you several times as we were like working on other conversations, you were like, oh, wait, hang on. We're back on the road trip. We're talking about the road trip again. We need to like look and see what this is. It is this this call for you to be in the mountains. So that was really affirming for me in regards to how I use this beautiful space that we've just bought in the mountains for my own Mm. healing and for my own um, grounding and clarity. Then we talked about my business and there were two things that I brought forward in terms of focus areas for my business. And you gave me a ritual for my business, something really specific that I'm working on. I was talking about one path that I'm interested in to grow my business. And you gave me a ritual for that, which was... Mm -hmm. um, really, really powerful. And then also were able to give me a bit of a, I suppose, future projection of the type of success that I might have if I really cultivate this next idea that I have really, really thoughtfully. And so that was really empowering. And then the other thing that we talked about that was maybe one of those things that some folks might not quite get or be ready for, but I was like, I'm here for it was you spoke to me about, (laughs) I was like, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm there. I get it. Um, you spoke to me about being a satellite, someone sent to transform the consciousness of people here on earth, helping to weave a new reality into what happens in our day-to-day planet. And as you were telling me that I was like, Oh yeah, I feel that that feels very aligned to what I feel like I'm here to do. So that was the general conversation. And in the experience, I was able to witness you working and working with water, working with sound, with with, um, all the different tools that you have and see how these things came forward and feel Mm -hmm. lovingly guided onto the next steps and Mm -hmm. also have tools to take away with the rituals that will make make a, an impact in how I next move forward. So that was my experience. It was beautiful. Wow. I'm, I'm, re- I'm really glad that um, you really enjoyed, that you enjoyed the experience, but that is also spoke to you more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because ritual is so impactful. Like I said, it's the language of the universe because it's targeted, you know, wherever the ritual and the ritual for each client is often different because yeah. it comes from a source that is specific that to helping that to helping that client or that person. Um, so the ritualistic elements of any like any good diviner 
um, is always something that is tied to their, that's tied to the client's specific frequency in order to help them to remove whatever obstacle it is or whatever needs to be done, manifested, um, help, helping them to move forward. Um, because when we start understanding that the language of nature is ritual, you know, nature speaks in symbolism. It speaks to our subconscious, and which then takes our conscious mind sometimes to process. Um, and it can never look the way in what we taught of, you know, writing, you know, um, our ABCs, because that isn't universal law. Universal law works very differently. Mm-hmm. You know, it works in a way in which the mind isn't necessarily grabbing onto, but it comes from that place of the heart. So ritual is very essential, and I'm I'm glad that they did. I remember they did give you a lot of rituals. You did, yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> the is, which spirits, is... they give you a lot. Of, Ritual. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. And I, you know, I went back to Ben and I said, okay, I've got, I've got some assignments for you. And <laughs> I got something you know, weird for you to do. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, and it was, okay. So I, I like said, oh, it was a cleansing bath. There was more to it than it just being a bath. So I was like, yeah, all right, Ben, yeah. I've got something for you. And he's like, okay. okay. I got part two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you have a contract. There could potentially be some genies involved and we need to work. We need to work through that contract. And here's the ritual. Yeah. He was like, okay, girl, got you. You know, he knows me. So he's like, he's like, uh-huh. All right. Write it down for me. Let's figure out a plan. I'll get it done. So it, it was, um, and I, I think what's, what's important as someone who is coming into the experience as a client is to come in with that openness. And mm-hmm. I had several, I had several intended outcomes of the things I wanted to talk about. And they of course are incredibly personal, but who better to, who better to get guidance from than, than spirit and the ancestors. Right. So I was really Absolutely. looking forward to, to bringing that to you and being able to talk about those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm happy that I, I was able to help and be, be of assistance. Um, and how is everything? Well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that I was able to be of assistance. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll definitely tell you this. And it's funny, like having a podcast, it's all my deepest stuff. It's I share this way because it's like you and I are here talking, <laughs> but then it's recorded yeah. and then we share it with everybody. So but it's so exactly. much more. It's I find it so much more intimate than writing blog mm. posts or any other thing I've ever done, because I'm usually very willing to go really deep in these conversations yeah. because I'm getting to talk with people like you. So, yeah, so. I'll, I'll keep you posted on how, how everything is going, but it's, um, it's, I'm feeling very, very clear and that, uh, and some of the things on the business front specifically are moving along really well. And then the building a family Good. stuff where we're, we're like getting all of the resources and tools and really making some, what I feel like are empowered decisions. So that good. feels really good too. Good, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sounds like everything's going well. Yeah. I'll give you the more, you know, I'll give you the juicy details later. So, yeah. So, so okay. So you later. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then for our listeners, when it's time, I'll give you guys the tea too. Don't worry. Absolutely. I won't leave you out. I won't leave you out. Um, okay. So you're getting ready to lead 
your 14-day spiritual immersion and retreat in Peru, mm-hmm. and it's an opportunity for people to immerse in Peruvian culture and experience the powerful plant medicine that you offer. You talked about some of the beautiful things that are included, mud bath, fruit bath, um, tours, uh, leave reading ceremonies, all sorts of really, really amazing opportunities. And this next one's coming up pretty quickly. Uh, when this episode comes out, you'll be getting ready to start that experience. But if someone wants to work with you in a more intensive way, what are some of the opportunities that they could find themselves, find their way into to work with you? Okay. Um, the best way to do that would be to start off with a water divination. Um, water divination tells me, it shows me exactly what it is that the person needs. Um, not just what they want, but what they need, which are two different things. Um, and for the, from there, we, we move forward. Um, another thing I offer as of right now are personalized rituals. Um, so it can be depending on what the obstacle is or what the thing that needs to be manifested or whatever it is, it's going to depend on, it takes me usually anywhere from like a week to really consult um, with the other world and the spirits to really get clear um, and what's best um, for the person um, to develop the specific ritual for with their frequency that will help them to move um, whatever it is um, and that will help them to evolve and to elevate in their life. Now, that's also another thing that I offer. Now, pretty soon there will be there, there are coming workshops um, as well as like online classes which should be launching by this fall. Um, but right now I, I'm doing so much travel um, that I just, I don't have the time to do it as of right now. But once I'm done with these next uh, three countries, um, I'll be able to sit down and start putting that and start um, offering those classes and those programs. Beautiful. Where are you going next? You're in Peru now. Where are you off to after that? So after that, I'll be in Nigeria. Um, I'll be in Nigeria for a little bit, um, doing some more studying and learning down there. Um, Then India, I'll be in India for a little while as well. Um, Then back to the U.S., then back to Burkina to do some more training. Um, And South Africa and a whole bunch of other places to do more training as well. Because it's, you know, in in this work, you... Like I said, I never, cons- I, I still don't even consider myself a shaman because that title has to be given. It has to be given by an elder in the community. Um, you have to be constantly training. You have to be constantly learning. Um, you have to be, because there is no one thing that spirit is. Spirit is so infinite. The information, um, the, the information is so broad, you know, it's so vast, um, and learning more so the culture um, and the practices of consciousness um, really helps me to be able to help others walk that path of purpose, walk that path to be able to um, live their medicine. Because it's it's really about us elevating and evolving into the heart space. Mm. This is the next level for humanity. You know, when we're able to connect, and what the Kogis always say, when we're able to connect the heart and the mind is one, where the heart, where the mind is not just running all over the place um, and is able to come from the, think from the place or 
um, a bee from the place of the heart, which is absolutely nothingness and stillness and just love and compassion. So that's where we, that's what we have to learn. Um, and part of my job is to help humanity to come into that, um, come into that heart space, learning the old ways of indigenous beingness, indigenous knowledge, um, the ways of the elders, the ways of the mother, because the feminine is, the feminine, the matriarch is one of the most important tools and the most important thing in the universe. Without her, we, we, the universe wouldn't exist. You know, it wouldn't be here. Um, so a lot of those knowledge is being, you know, purposefully and intentfully held um, and kept from humanity so we can continue this whole pattern of destruction and all of these other things that is not serving nobody but a few. Um, so, you know, I always uh, challenge people. I challenge people to get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone of what you think that you know um, and challenge yourself. Um, be kind, be gentle, be compassionate, be loving to not just yourself, but to others. It's always a golden rule of how would you, how would you like yourself to be treated? Treat others the way you would like, uh, like yourself to be treated. Um, mm -hmm. With love first. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you so much, my friend. I'm so happy to know you and to have had this opportunity to chat with you again. And mm -hmm. I know we'll get to do lots more of this. If um, someone would like to check out your website, give us that information one more time and how they can find you on social media too. My website is shaunmendes.com, S-E-U-N-M-E-N-D-E-S.com. Um, it has all of my social media on there. I'm on Instagram at Cheryl Mendes. Um, Facebook is, should be the same thing, Cheryl Mendes. Um, if not, the link is on my website and the Twitter is also on there as well. Um, and it has all of my events, everything that's coming up, retreats, um, water divination, and how you can get in contact with me. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed this conversation. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for living your medicine um, and just walking the path. Absolutely. And giving others like myself a platform to be able to share their medicine and their wisdom with the world. Mm, you bet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Till next time, my friend. Thank you so much for being here for this episode. Thank you to my friend Shayun for such an incredible conversation and an opportunity to experience his gift and my own water divination. Lots more to come this season, many more interviews on the docket, and we've got giveaways lined up as well as some solo episodes. As always, if this episode has resonated with you, go ahead and give it a share in social media or just text it to a friend. That counts too. And it means the world to us when you help us to reach new listeners. We have completely self-funded this show and every little bit of support counts. If you want to leave us a review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, on Google Pods, on Audible, on all the places you get your episodes. Thank you so much for being here. 
Until next week, much love. Have a beautiful weekend ahead and I will see you super soon. Take care.